We're going to take you on a journey. Look, to be honest, there was two days I laid on my bathroom floor. I can't believe I'm crying already. I can't imagine the grief of a parent who loses a child. And you be the greatest version of you, then, then I feel like my work is done. Hi, I'm Tam Wrigley and welcome to the Beyond Beautiful journey. You think you might know her from this season of Married at First Sight. And hey, like all good reality TV shows, they only show you what they want you to see. Today's guest is Elizabeth Sobonoff, and believe me, there is more to her than meets the eye. Missy, welcome to the couch. Hi. I'm it's so excited um, for this. Yes. <laughs> you nearly got blown away out there today. It's one of those windy, windy Sydney days. It's horrible out there. Mm. So we're going to drive straight in. We all fell in love with you in this season of Married at First Sight. Um, you hit our TV screens, but there is so much more to you. Definitely. Than, than the general Definitely. public have been shown. Yep. Um, so I want to go back because you've got some pretty um, deep stories that I really feel like people would resonate and um, connect with. So let's go back to when you were six. Yep. Um, and tell us about that story. You've already you've already given me a little insight, but I want you to tell it. Yeah, I've, I've briefly mentioned it. Now, yeah. I will probably start to cry I've and everything like this. I know. It's mm. just, again, I want to come forth and talk about these issues mm. and some of the things that I've gone through just because it's not talked about. Mm. And I have this platform at the moment, and so I want to get out as much positivity and beating stigma conversations as possible. So when I was six, I mean, I've always had a beautiful, loving, supportive family. Like my immediate family have just been so beautiful. My mom, my dad, my brothers. And now I remember when I was, yeah, when I was six, you know, my mom used to look after a whole different variety of people. So she would look after the next door neighbors on, you know, the afternoons because the other yep. working mums. She would look after my cousin. She would look after, you know, a whole different bunch of people. Mm. So I had this one particular friend um, who I was, I've always been a little bit back then I was a little bit shy I was always been someone that's been I've known what I want but I was very hesitant yeah shy yeah, yeah. and so um, this particular friend you know she would have been my best friend in um, primary school and so again as I mentioned my mum used to look after a whole different bunch of kids now she would, it's just weird talking about it. It's okay. Yeah, no, but it's just because yeah, yeah. it's just a different sort of story as mm, well. Like it's mm. different because it was my best friend and again, she was, was female. Good. Yeah. So people don't really hear about this and especially someone being the same age as me. So mm. this girl was six years old as well. Mm. And um, my mum used to babysit her on a Friday night. And every Friday night she'd say, oh, let's go play Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. And because she watched the, um, the Batman movie. No, yeah. the Batman oh, movie okay. came out then. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so um, you had Poison Ivy with the red hair. Now, oh, I know this sounds yeah, completely yeah. out there, but this is why I want to talk about these things. Yeah. And so she used to bring me up to my room and shut the door. And, mm. yeah, touch me and want to, like, kiss me and stuff like that. Mm. I was just, like, I hated it. I didn't know what to say because I've always been someone who's always... If someone wanted to do something, this and it still affects me to this day mm. because I will always try and make someone else feel better rather than myself. Mm. I will always put other people before myself. Yeah, I've always been that way, and that's probably never going to change. Mm. But um, yeah, so she used to touch me and used to kiss me every Friday night. And you said you didn't realise that this behaviour wasn't, say, normal. Yeah, I didn't know. 
um, until you were like 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know and I remember afterwards wanting to have a bath all the time and I just wanted to scrub myself clean. Yeah. Did you ever tell your mum or? I did tell my mum. Yeah. So when I was um, 21, so I remember I was actually at the nail salon. Yeah. And it hit me. Mm. Like it hit me. So I knew what had happened. I never went back to that memory though, but I knew, like I knew what had happened, but it was something that I didn't ever dive back into. Mm. Did you stay friends with this girl for years and years and years? A few years um, later, yeah. Yeah. But then we also moved. So I was in Sydney and then we moved to Newcastle. So mm. it kind of just had that natural losing touch. Mm. You haven't seen her since? No, no, I haven't seen her since. If you were on the, on the couch with her now, would you say, what would you say to her? I don't know what I would say to her. Mm. Because how is, she, how is she learning that behaviour? Yes. How did she know yeah. that? How did she know, again, she was six and she was a girl, so what was happening to her? Mm. Mm. That's true. the thing. So again, I never like to, I want to understand. I want, I'm extremely empathetic mm. and I want to understand where someone had come from and why they do the actions that they do. Mm. I, I need to figure out this sort of stuff. Very inquisitive. Yep. Curiosity killed the cat though. <laughs> so like, yeah, but um, so that happened. Mm. And I remember in the nail salon, so I was getting my nails done and I remember thinking, it just hit me like a what ton of bricks. What was the trigger? I have no idea. Mm. Mm. I have no idea. It just hit me. And I was like, yeah. And then things started falling into place and I just started understanding a little bit more about myself because it was such a huge moment in my life that mm. happened for months. And I didn't know. And it was in the safety of my own house and yeah. no one else knew. And yet I couldn't understand what was going on. But I do believe it did start to shape me, my character. So even though it was a traumatic experience, but probably not for the, not for the beneficial way. Yeah. Yeah. And this also led to, in high school, so I had a particular male who wanted to date me. Mm. And because I was so scarred by this experience, but still not realising, so I just had this Something behavior. was there. Something was yeah, there, yeah. and yeah. I couldn't pinpoint it, but I was just very scared of, um, yeah. but men. Even though it was a female, female. who did it, mm. I just became very scared of men. Okay. And so um, he asked me on a date, and I thought, I didn't know. Yeah. And I thought, is he going to make, like, is he going to turn this into something? I was very skeptical and very scared. And yeah. so I said, no, why, why would I go anywhere near you? And then that started a chain event of harassment from him. Mm. So he would touch me in front of the other um, cast members, not cast members. <laughs> Jeez, that's the other, that's the other thing. Um, that's um, another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, okay. Um, touch me in front of other um, class mates. mates. Yeah. Mm. So he would um, cut my breast and say, well, you know, itty bitty titty committee and, you know, you don't look like a woman. And then he would actually slide his hands in there and the other people would watch and not say anything. And I would just stand there and take it. He used to grab my ass and slap me as walking, walking, you know, from different blocks and stuff like mm. that. And I just, I just let it happen because I was just so scared. That is coming out again. I know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I was just so scared and he would keep continuing, keep continuing. And mm. then he would say to the other guys, or well, who would actually date Lizzie? Who would ever go anywhere near her? And because I'm someone that believes that if someone puts a negative thing out there, it acts like a chain reaction. Mm. Mm. And people just jump on board because people get scared of having their own voice. Yep. And I truly believe that. So... It just kept happening. I did have one girlfriend at the time that she saw this happen and then she um, pushed him and mm. said, what do you think you're doing? Did you ever feel like you'd go to like the teacher? Because, you know, they're supposed to be there to protect students. Did you? No, ever? I no. didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I just, that's the thing with me. I sometimes just, particularly with this kind of issue, 
And I think because the traumatic experience at six, I just began to let things like that happen. happen. Mm. And I Did again, you have a question like I think at that stage when you're at school and this young boy is doing what he's doing again, it's like, did you ever think, what was your thought process? Like, do you, do you go through that why me or what's wrong with me or why is this happening to me? I began to get very bitter, mm. very bitter. And I would, don't want to use the word hate, but I had a strong negativity for him. And then it actually happened like a chain reaction towards men. Mm a strong negativity because I was just day after day he would touch me in front of other people and no one would say anything. And I do believe that that's why I have such a, um, a voice now that I will call things out that I don't think is right behaviour. Mm. I do believe that because I just let these things happen and no one else would say anything. They would literally just watch it mm. And, mm. Not, and not do anything about it. So looking back, I guess, the person that you are today, yeah. Um, to to back then, what would you? What advice would you give? I would your... hug her. <laughs> I'm like honestly, I would hug her and say it's gonna be okay. Mm. Yeah, because it's a lot, mm. and it's just especially talking so openly about it and say, yeah, these things do happen. You always do get afraid that people are gonna believe you or not. Mm. Especially with someone like me who talks so openly about these things because I've dealt through so much that I'm just so open about it and. Yeah, I would go back and hug off. Mm. What would be some advice if there is people out there that are being... You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone and I would recommend them to find someone that they trust to speak to. Mm. Mm. But definitely someone that they trust, even seek out a professional. Um, I mean, there's helplines. Yeah. Definitely go to what's helplines. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Mm. Let's talk about... Um, you were also... Misdiagnosed. You want to grab it? Yeah. Um, you, you've got, you've had a chronic illness yep. for, for quite a while now, and it was misdiagnosed as a child, which uh -huh. led you um, to try and commit suicide twice. I, th I think. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. So I've always known there was something wrong with me. I've always known that I wasn't like the other kids hmm. growing up. Um, I mean, I used to get blisters all over my body. I used to. My concentration goes. So even when I'm speaking to you now, there might be times where I go, what was I saying? <laughs> and people always to this day say to me, oh, no, no, you can remember. I'm like, no, once it's gone, it's gone. I can't, yeah. I can't give you anything. Like, it just, mm. it escapes. So, um, and I was always in constant pain and always tired, like, mm. always fatigued. The exhaustion was huge. So that's always, always been there. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, when I was, it got really bad when I started to go through puberty and then I lost a huge amount of weight. So I was 49 kilos mm. and also this height has always yes. been with me. Yeah, you're pretty tall. So yeah. I would have been about probably my own shoulder height when um, I started to lose the weight and wow. started to grow. So mm. I was um, very, very um, thin. thin, very mm. thin. Which also led to people at school going, you're anorexic mm. and this, this huge bullying like, you're anorexic, you're this, you that, which has led to obviously, obviously and all this sort of stuff, yeah. Obviously why I'm so vocal about people commenting on weight. Yeah. Okay, so I just got pummeled again and then I was having that guy at school do all that and then yeah. just being I was being bullied. Yeah. Severely so. Mm. And there was even so times your your weight loss regarding the illness and this young that all happened at the same time with that boy yeah. and yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So this is what you're gonna understand why they gave me a misdiagnosis. Yep. So Again, always fatigued and exhausted mm. before then. And then I went to the doctors. Now, I didn't realise my mum was quite sick at this point and she only ever told me about five years ago mm. wow. because she wanted to keep it from... She didn't want... She was my mum about. Yeah. 
and she's someone that's very protective and such a strong personality, she such a strong stressing. character. Yeah. yeah, she didn't want me stressing. Mm. So I went to the doctors and mum's going, look, she's so fatigued, she's losing all this weight, what's happening? So young girl who's dropped a huge amount of weight. So I would have been about 69 kilos, then dropped in the matter of seven weeks to 49 wow. kilos. Wow, jeez. And they said to me, what are you doing? Are you not eating? And I loved, I remember, I, they used to take nine off the map. And yeah, I know. <laughs> so they used to take me to, um, my parents used to take me to the shops and I'd get those mega chuck shakes yeah, yeah. and I'd be like, yes, they're feeding me. I thought, yeah. this was amazing. This was absolutely great. I was like, I can do this all the time. And so I didn't know what was going on. Mm. And so they took me to the doctors and then suddenly they told me I was going to go to some specialists. Mm. And then in my head, I'm going, oh, they're going to figure out why I'm so tired all the time. Mm. Like, this is going to be absolutely why amazing. Why am I getting these blisters Exactly. Tired, yeah. Like, why is this happening? Why, why sometimes I lose my concentration and why I can't concentrate? Um, my breathing stopped. I used to go blue around the mouth. Um, these horrendous mm. things, I get pins and needles yep. throughout my whole body that I couldn't even move my limbs. So I'm going, there's something heavily yeah. wrong with me. I'm just, I would throw up every morning because I was that sick in the stomach. Mm. Like the nausea was just horrendous. Now they took me to a specialist and I remember, I didn't know that it was for um, what they were trying to pin you, pin me. Yeah. And the doctor did, he said, you know, you got to take off your clothes and we got to um, do your BMI and all this sort of thing like that. I'm going, oh, okay. Mm. Now I got to remember, I went through puberty two weeks into being 10. Okay, wow. And I have always had these hips, even though I was thin, I was tall, thin, and always had yep. a shape to me, so men started looking at me earlier. Right, yeah. So suddenly this doctor's telling me to strip off, so I was like, hmm. yeah, no. petrified, yep. petrified. And then um, he laid me down and then doing the tests, and then he said to me, why are you not eating? And I said, what are you talking about? I'm like, mom's gonna take me for a Big Mac after this. Yep. Like, what's happening? And he said, if you don't start eating, we're going to shove a tube down your throat. And we're going to um, pump, like, pump the food pump. through you. Yeah. Wow. And they do the pump, so yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. put anorexia. And they're going, I was petrified. Yeah. Petrified. Wow. And I'm going, I don't understand what's going on. And, um, yeah, so that led to the doctors. Actually, no, that didn't happen until late. So basically, they did that. Um, I was petrified and I started working. So this was about when I was... 13. So mm. I started working when I was 14. Mm. I started, um, guys, my trade is a hairdresser. So <laughs> for the hair extensions, I can get to that later, but that's my trade. I'm actually wow. been yep. in the beauty industry since I was 14. Um, so yeah, I actually was beginning to even get other people jobs in the hairdressing industry. And then this time happened when I was about 15 as well. So mm. I was doing waxing, I was doing nails, I was doing everything at 14. Mm. Mm. So, um, and then started doing my apprenticeship at 15, was very put together. And now I used to have these times of just complete um, depression. Mm. And I had it cut myself before that, I had. So um, I didn't do it on the wrist, I started doing it on the inner thigh. Mm -hmm. So no one could see it, and my ankle as well. Okay. So my ankle and then my upper inner thigh. And I remember going to the doctor saying, I'm not well. I said, I'm so depressed, I need like I need something to feel better. I didn't know they were gonna put me on pills. Mm. So basically the misdiagnosis, they just thought the girl who was bulimic, anorexic, yeah. now depressed and cutting herself. Yeah. 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 So they sent me down that path. Mm. And so that's something when I didn't have that. I didn't have any so basically um Did I you ever go to your mum and say, Mum, I'm not anorexic. They're trying you know She I, knew. Yeah. She knew, but she you could see how sick I was. Yeah. I was I looked 
like I was dying. Yeah. I was that sick and yeah. I was so determined. And you start believing and trusting the doctors. Yeah. Why would you not? You have no reason They're not to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And all I kept thinking is I want to get my life in order. I'm, I'm very determined. I love to work and I'm there going, I want to get my life in order. I can't stand feeling this tired and this, you know, mm. all this sort of thing. Mind you, I had glandular fever during that time as well. Oh um, I had pneumonia, everything, because my body was not working. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was a, a long, a long process. So, for instance, my misdiagnosis was horrendous, and I can't believe I'm actually going to start to let people know. But um, so first, it started as depression. Now, then they put me on pills, antidepressants, and then I started acting manic. Mm. So people who have bipolar and things like that realize that once you put them on antidepressants, as they start to act manic, act manic the doctors assume it's bipolar. Right. Then started getting treated for bipolar. So I was on lithium, I was on everything. Mind you, I never had any of this. Right. So um, I'm also, I'll, yeah, get and to it. You're, so you being on, did you believe that at that point that you should have been on these I because that's what help. the doctor I, I did, there was a thought, part of that. Oh, yeah. There definitely was a part of that. But um, I just wanted help and I wanted the pain to end because yeah. I've never known anything but pain. Mm. I just wanted As to end. As in like physical or both emotional and both. physical? Both, yeah. Physical and mo emotional. Like oh, my body was not working. Mm. It still doesn't work properly. It still, still shuts down. Yeah. Um, so I was just so determined. I needed to be fixed. I needed answers. I always want answers. Again, I like to, yeah. when I said I'm very empathetic, um, I like to see how things work, how a person becomes the person that they are. I, I love to see all the different mm. ways of that. Um, so, for instance, yeah, so they put me on lithium and all this sort of stuff. I had lithium poisoning as well because my body rejects medication. My body also rejects some sort of food and yep. all this. It's really hard to manage my chronic illness. Anyway, um, and then I was acting really bad on all those medications. So then I ended up hallucinating and um, paranoia and all this sort of stuff. So I was diagnosed with... Um, Schizophrenia. I drug-induced schizophrenia for right. um, huge amount. Close to, close to six years. Wow. I, I was pulled out of work and everything. Wow. Um, and then it's only recent. And so when I was 24, I remember a girl used to come take me out, like one of my friends. And mind you, the sun used to annihilate me. And I would have these blisters, these rashes come up. I was losing my hair. I was mm. getting scarring at the back of my hairline. I was just my body was falling apart. I would sit there, be in the sun for five minutes and my legs would be blistered off. And I'm there going, what is this? Yeah. I did, my mum, she's so beautiful, but I said, what is this? She goes, that's just normal, I'm like for five minutes in the sun. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. But I think she was tired of just having to see me in pain. Yeah. She was tired of seeing her daughter go through this and then having someone as determined as me. So I would question everything. Mm. And she literally, she was my rock, mm. but she was tired. Mm. And did you think it was at this point that you thought, this is just all too much? Like I can't continue? Yeah, down this path. So um, there was also a contract that you have to sign before going on medication. One of the side effects was death on this medication, so I had to sign that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so in the midst of that time was when I ran across a road, a heavy uh, traffic condensed road, just to try and. Um... Mm. My dad chased after me. Mm. It's hard because it's like it was so long ago, and, it's, and it was so sick. I was so sick. Um, and then the second time was when I put a noose around my neck. Because I knew, I knew something was not right and I was so sick and it was so, it was so horrible and just like, it was so much, I was that sick. Physically as well, my body was falling apart. The pain that I would go through, I couldn't even walk. I was basically, there was moments where I actually became paralyzed. So um, I remember waking up with my arm across and I thought, what have I done? It was my own arm, but it was completely paralyzed. 
So with porphyria, your limbs get affected. So you get that pins and needles thing mm. that I was discussing before. Um, yeah, so then I remember this girl took me out and um, I thought I'm dying. Mm. I thought I'm dying. I, the pain was so horrendous. I just couldn't, I couldn't go on. Um, so I decided to take my, myself off the medication. And I did. And um, found I out that... doctors. What he, I was a case study because I was so complicated. Mm. It wasn't like this mm. girl was one way and then suddenly she developed schizophrenia. Mm. So I've had, I've had drug-induced schizophrenia, so I know what it's like. So mm. when people with mental illness and I can't stand anyone just part, palming it off, I'm like, you don't understand what it's like. I don't have a true version of these things. I never did, but I had a version of it. Mm. And so I'm just sick of people just pummeling everyone when you don't know what it's like. I have a hard time now remembering exactly what it was like, mm. but you've always going to be extremely empathetic because you don't know what someone's going through and you don't know their background story and you don't know why they're doing the things that they are doing. Mm. Um, so I got a congratulations throughout all the different doctors um, and then saying, yeah, there's nothing wrong with your mind. Mm. Um, I had neurologist scans and everything like that and then that's when we got into the thing about porphyria and then I also have um, an autoimmune um, disease which resembles lupus where my body attacks itself. Mm. Mm. So, um, and porphyria, if you look it up, is really hard. So even so this is what you, you do actually I do have. actually yeah, have, yeah. yeah. So um, unfortunately with porphyria, if you take, you, you're medication sensitive. Yeah, yeah. You, all those medications I was on, nah, mm. that can cause you to die basically. Yeah. So that was potentially what was doing I was killing for five myself. years. Yeah. Was, I was killing myself. Yeah. I was, my body was actually dying. At, when, at what point did you go, you, there was the shift? So you, you I went to a hairdresser mm. and she was doing my hair and she was telling me about lupus and how she was allowed to finally go back to the beach after a year. And she was telling me all these different things and I've gone. Mm. This sounds like me. That was it. Yeah. I was Googling, researching, researching. And I went to my GP and I said, I'm photosensitive. And I go, I will prove a test. So I used to have tachycardia like that. And they'd go, that's just anxiety. Mm. What are you anxious about? I'm not anxious about anything. I would be like stressing and just so distraught going, I'm not anxious about anything, but my body was having like panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah, but like to mm. the extreme. Um, so there was one time that my heart rate was so abnormal that it was basically um, heart attack level. Mm. Um, yeah, so I said, have the light on, mm. all right, do my heart rate, and then turn the light off. So had the light on, heart rate like that, turn the light off, normal heart rate. Mm. So I'm all affected by light. So you've got all these lightning having but, but you can't you can't escape it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's even times I like to go to the beach. Sometimes my body can tolerate it more, but mm. I go to the beach and then um I will be throwing up afterwards. Mm. Or so tired or my speech will go. And I one thing on my Instagram, so when I started announcing on my Instagram that I have a chronic illness, people go, But you're always at the beach. Mm. I'm going yeah. Three minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Three minutes because I love I'm, I love nature. Yeah. I love it. So when I can tolerate it, I'm gonna go do it, but then I'm gonna pay for it later. Yeah. But again, you 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 weigh things up. Yeah. That's the only way to do it, mm. to live with something that I've got, you weigh things up. Mm. So then you um, decided to, to throw yourself out there onto this season. Why this season of Married at First Sight? What was the... So I um, when I was really sick before, I used to I've been approached to do different sort of things yep. all around, you know, and um, I kept um, declining because obviously I was so sick. Mm. And then I remember when I was coming through, because um, that medication's harder to get off than um, heroin. Oh yeah, I could imagine. 
It's really, really hard to get off that because it's rewired your whole brain completely. Yep. And I remember one time I was thinking to myself, because my whole appearance went with it as well, those medication makes you put on a huge amount of weight and all these sort of jargon. And I remember going to myself, if I ever got offered to do something again, no matter what it was, I'll okay. take it. And that was what happened. Did you go on the show to find love? Do you know what? Open to everything. Mm. Open to everything. Mm. So I definitely, when I go, I put my whole in it. Yeah. So that... I never watched it before. No. I never watched it before. I knew, obviously knew about it because you hear the radio interviews and I was always, you know, I always drive back and forth. I'm always in my bloody car. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what, let's give it a go. Mm. Let's see what can happen. And then it, yeah, it led into, yeah. Jesus. You didn't actually <laughs> get to watch any of the episodes before Australia? No. 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 So when the whole, um, we were watching it, I guess, when you were watching it with the whole comment, of, I think you were like, fat shamed on television by Do you Sam. know anything about that? And he used to feed me too. So that's where it's like, you just want to throw up thinking about that. Yeah. So you've gone and you've filmed this show mm -hmm. and thinking a whole different perspective and then you go and actually see it and then you see the comments that he's made about you. Yeah. How does, how does that make you feel? At first I was like, you. Oh no, you did. Piece of, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, you want to go to that? You want to go toe to toe with me again? But I'm, I'm like, but then I thought, you know what? How many young women and how many people, not only young women, but young guys, how many people out there are going to see that and go, I'm not good enough because, yes, the camera does add weight, but I was a size 10 mm. in a healthy weight range and mm. yet I'm being classified as, like, as if I was extremely overweight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm there going, again, there's, people will have their different issues for why they are, but I was like, you're putting it out there so nonchalant as well. Mm. Mm. But actually... That comment, you know, if he would have said it as a passing comment, because we're all nervous. So if he just said it and then it was kind of like, okay, move on. I shouldn't have said that. But it was in the media after that when yeah. he was um, justifying his actions. Yeah. That's when. So if he would have, if it would have just been like, he made that comment because he's nervous, totally overlooked. There was sort of speaking about yeah, it. Yeah, she was like, honest, it wasn't what, uh, was it, was it? Your hair matches my nails. She's obviously not as as slim as the girls have dated in the past. Yeah. She's a bit bigger. Yeah. Hopefully she's into like running a lot. I, you know what I'm like. Did you go to the, the producers? Can I actually get a new husband? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I want somebody but else. I, but I did do that while filming though. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, no. Mm. Would you go back and do the whole experience again? Yeah, actually I would. Mm. Mm. But out of, I guess, the show, something that I love that you're doing is you're now writing for Nine Honey. Yes! It's so exciting. And you are writing some pretty amazing and impactful stories Thank each you. week. So this week's about cyberbullying. Yes. Um, which I guess you guys would have got a lot of during the, during and after the filming yeah. of, of um, how, do you, how do you deal with trolls online? Look, I always took the way of not answering them back. Mm. I would never write anything back to them. It even led to, so I would get like lovely comments as well on my page and I would just not write back to anybody because mm. I just didn't want to feed it. Yeah. Mm. I thought this needs to stop. I don't want to, you know, put this out there. Um, and what do they say? Don't give them any oxygen. Yeah. Don't yeah. give it any air to breathe. That's my yep. famous mm. thing. I love saying, don't give it any negativity, any air to breathe. But I was actually looking at some of the other comments and seeing death threats. And I've also seen for other people in the public eye, death threats as well. And mm. like discrimination things, you just, you're touching on a whole new level there. Yeah. And it's kind of like, what for? Mm. Just just for these trolls to get noticed? Is that 
Yeah. I don't understand the mindset because, for instance, if you're walking down the street and someone's, you know, saying the, the most negative, disgusting things about you, we don't normally get that. Mm. Like, well, I haven't had, I haven't had that. Um, but um, how is that any different than writing online? In fact, online's even more personal because when we're online or it's probably normally in a more secluded spot. So those digs are going to be more personal. So yeah. how, how is that okay? Mm. I don't understand the whole concept of going, it's okay to say these really derogative... Derogative. <laughs> there we go, right. ladies and gentlemen. But um, yeah, these things. Yeah. And it's okay. And mm. then it's even more accepted. So for instance, I'll use myself as an example. It's okay to say that stuff about her because she was on reality TV. Mm. So we're allowed to call her every name under the sun because she put herself out there. How is that okay? I really would like to have a conversation with one of these people and go, explain to me mm. how that's okay. Because at the end of the day, everyone's a person. Yep. And would you like me turning around and writing things about you on your page mm. for your family and friends to see? Because I have family and friends. They read these comments. Mm. I, I don't think that, um, they. I don't think they understand truly the impact emotionally no. and psychologically no. that it has on the person they're attacking. Exactly. And how would they feel if that person then turned around and committed suicide because of? their comment. Which I mentioned to you before yeah. has happened with reality TV over in yeah, the UK. The yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, how much would these people go? Like, what, what, what do they want to achieve out of this? Mm. What is their end goal to achieve to the person that they're saying these comments to? Because again, it also goes to everyday people. Mm. There's a huge amount of online bullying, cyber bullying. bullying. How is that all right? Mm. How do you fix the problem from there? So I'm someone that's all about breaking stigmas and talking about things that most people don't talk about and push under the rug and go, no, but that's okay. And don't think twice about it. Mm. I really would like to have a conversation with someone to say, how are you justifying saying these disgusting things online about people mm. when... You should be like one of those current affair um, <laughs> news reporters and like knock. I would love that actually. Knock on the door and go. Oh, I noticed that you put a comment on my. <laughs> I would love that. Do you know what? I actually did have someone come up to me and they go, "This is." I've only had two negative comments said to my face, and this person says to me, "I don't like your face. <laughs> I don't like your facial expressions. You need to change them. Can I have a selfie?" And I said to him, "It's a shame that you feel that way about me." And sure, let's have a selfie. Yeah. And then the other time someone said to me, you're actually not that horrendous, repulsive person that we see on TV, so what's the deal? And I was like, moving along. Yeah. I'm like, I bought that. Because you are quite different. Like what we saw on telly to who you are now is very different. Chameleon. Yeah. Chameleon. <laughs> and I'm very much, if I'm, if I'm feeling a certain way, I will be that way at that point and then... I shouldn't say who you are, it's more the look. The look that you were and the look you have got now, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you're a beautiful human. You've yeah. got to have, have fun with things. Yeah. No, I, I do believe that people... Oh, my God, my appearance on Mass, everyone's yeah. like, what is she thinking? But Okay, so if you look at very avant-garde sort of fashion, like even if you go on like Gucci Instagram and things like that, they're very over-the-top extravagant. Yep. I'm like, let's wear that every day. <laughs> let's just go to the street like that and just put on that much amount of makeup and just like the layered necklaces I know had everyone in their tizzy. But um, it's just fine. Just experiment mm. with it. Like I don't, I don't, un I actually don't understand the huge. It's just a, like that reinvention, isn't it? Like yeah. Madonna reinvents herself like I every four that. years. I love that. I think that's absolutely amazing to do that and yeah. just really own that sort of style, that persona at that current moment. So yeah. David Bowie, I always mentioned David yes. Bowie. He, you think about, it, he had a Ziggy Stardust and then he went to this like real proper like 
yep. Englishmen and you go, wow, mm. like, I want to be that. Yep. I want to be and that. We, and it's like, why not? Exactly. But people like, have a really hard yep. time um, accepting that. So to me, Australian beauty, I don't like to pigeonhole things, but I'm going to say many people agree with this. They love the sun-kissed look with like the beachy natural, natural vibe. And if you're not that, you're weird and you're a freak. Yeah. How, like, I'm like going, okay. And then I have, I've seen some comments on my Instagram and other Instagram, um, how they say she shouldn't wear any makeup. She shouldn't wear hair extensions. Again, I wear hair extensions because I've got this horrendous rash mm. on my head and it's photosensitive and it acts like a hat. And yep. yes, it does act like a hat. People are going, how does that work? Mm. Because there's so much weight yep. on there that it blocks, blocks out the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even when I cut my hair short, they're going, she took out a hair extension. I'm like, no, there's very much. There's not much hair in there. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to lose all my hair due to the sunlight and yep. get blisters and scabs and all that. Well, mm. that's all. No, thanks. I'm cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, what would you want me to do? Do you want me to be completely stark naked? Like, because at the, at the end of the day, makeup is like an accessory. Mm. Same as clothes. Same as all that. So is hair. So you put the layer on. Exactly. Yeah. So. Why? Why? I don't understand why it's such a big deal. And people said that, you know, I need to realise natural beauty. And they're going, I'm quite comfortable with myself. Yes. Mm. And I like to see my face at the end of the day. So yeah. you're, um, as we mentioned, you're writing for Nine Honey. What other articles are you going to sink your teeth into this year? I just want to touch on beating stigmas. Mm. So you'll always see me referring to a lot of things with chronic health conditions mm. because that's all I've known. Um, I do want to talk about... Um, this is, you see, this is going to be a topic that I want to go into that I don't know how I'm going to manage doing it, but um, it's talking about sexual harassment, mm. to be honest, because obviously I've had a lot of it. And what is, what is sex, like exactly. sexual harassment? Exactly. You know, so it, it could be as much as a touch. Yeah. You know, like people, yeah. I think, want, need to know, okay, what level does sexual harassment start at? Because, yeah, again, the touch that makes someone so uncomfortable, yep. if someone was to... You know, be so uncomfortable and talk about that, and someone goes, oh, "Well, that's not what that, that means." Mm. But you're feeling uncomfortable, and it's uh, yeah, yes. it's like where does the line? Where's exactly. The line? So I would yeah. like to dive into that, yeah. although I do understand that's a very touchy subject. So I don't ever want to upset anybody, but but you might also be saving people because they might have that is you know that thought of well, was I had that it. sexual harassment, or was that just him or her being friendly? Yep. You know. So I had it, and mm. I understand the impact again. So I was crying before. You just see that mm. that just really shapes me. Um, I also want to talk about suicide prevention. Mm. That is a huge. Isn't it like one in four, one in eight suicide? It's a huge amount. Yeah, it's a huge amount. And so everything tapers into that. even mm. the online bullying, everything yeah. like that tapers into it. Even people just throwing out comments about appearance. Mm. Again, I really like to do my thing about the chameleon, but other people might not mm. understand that. For instance, I posted um, a photo with two lovely ladies the other day. So I, I've, my thing is I'm meeting up with different types of women and I want to hear their stories and the w reason why they do the things that they do. So that's something I'm working towards. Now, these two girls, they, they like, they're very, um, what's in fashion at the moment, what's in vogue mm. on Instagram. So that is that very curvy look that is less clothing and just a, a certain look. And yep. these girls, this is what they do to make their living. And they're doing very, very well doing it, right? Mm. Most sweetest, business smart, savvy ladies. Now I posted a photo on my Instagram with these ladies and people tore their image to shreds. Now these girls are 22 and 20. Mm. 
still finding their, their ground, but yet still and being still babies, aren't they? And being so successful. Yeah. yeah. Successful women, and people have got to understand there's different idealizations of beauty. It's not just the standard tanned, gym bod, natural makeup, yep. woke up like this. Yeah. All right. It, it's that, that might this be. doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. And that might be someone's idea of beauty, mm. but then there's different. There's different. You know, just because you find something attractive and someone else doesn't. Yep. But there needs to be more conversations about that too, because mm. I believe people do find something attractive, but then are scared to put it out there. And I'm not talking about just sexually attractive mm, either. Mm. I'm talking about what appeals yep. to them. Yep. Um, yeah. So they were just pummeling these girls, and I'm there going, mm. what? And it was other women doing it. It was women. It wasn't men. It was women. It was women. That's something I do want to touch on in an article as well with Nine Honey, because. I am for women empowerment because we all have different stories and we all, they're different, but they're relatable. Yeah. That's the thing. There's lots of join the dot connections that are very relatable with nearly every woman out mm. there. And I That's say that I very confidently. Yes. Exactly. Mm. And I think what you're doing is absolutely aming. So, mm. and that's what I want to talk about. Yet I see that. And again, if I get troll direct messages, women, they're not men. Mm. And they're the ones tearing other women's appearance down. And I'm there going, why is it like this when we have so many things we can connect about and we will have so sim many similarities? Yep. Why are we tearing down other women? Mm. So I, for instance, had someone um, direct message me that um, a lot of people do know and um, I repeated something, not realizing that I could have hurt this person. Mm. Didn't realize it was just an automatic Again, the slip of the tongue, we all yep. have them. I'm definitely not perfect. And I say things that go, oh crap, you know, we get we get yeah, the heat yeah. of the moment, okay? Um, and then basically say to me, you're meant to be a, being a woman supporting another woman, yet she was harassing me. This girl was harassing mm. me, but then trying to throw that back in my face. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not gonna tolerate that. No. I don't, I don't tolerate that. Um, again, another article, when I did mention about the suicide prevention, um, even I've had, again, two times where I've, attempted mm. um then i've also had the cutting so i've got this tattoo mm. and it covers you can see the, oh, yep. the scarring yep underneath and yep. so if, i want to talk about these things yeah i want absolutely. i want especially to for like the younger generation too because i feel like that's probably more like that you know i don't even know how young they started from like 10 to 10 years old you know doing the cutting and, i started this when i was 12. yeah so even like touching on the yeah. younger generation and giving I, them some guidance and some Depression, or I wouldn't. I was depressed. So with porphyria, you get moments. If you're really active, about a week later you'll get low. Mm. Um, it just coincides with it. Just happens. It's just something to do with it. I took a long time understanding how it works. But um, if I'm really busy, um, like back to back, back to back, because it's so much energy taken out on me, yeah. about a week later I'll be very, very low. Mm. And I know what it is, and I can identify it now. But I couldn't before. So I've always had this issue. So the first time that I started to feel quite well, I was around six years old because yeah, of yeah. Um, prior experience, but then it would keep continuing. And then especially around puberty when porphyria really kind of like yeah. explodes in your face. Yeah. Um, well, all your hormones are going too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I remember having a conversation with someone who was actually very close to me saying, I'm stressed. You're under 10. How can you be stressed? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm there going, but I'm stressed. Yeah. So again, I feel like there's so many young people out there that are just pushed to the side because do you think it's an older generation mindset? Yeah. Yeah. But then or I'm you kind of be stressed about your tent. And I'm kind yeah. of thinking, do they not want something to be wrong with someone so young, but mm. then they do it in a backwards way that sounds negative and you're actually doing it in a damaging way. Mm. Mm. There's so many different contradictions. And I just, again, that's what I want to 
have discussions about. Yeah. I want to hear other women's opinion. I want to hear other people's opinion, yeah. and I want to write about it and talk about these things. And I'm always very happy to put myself out there on the line. So, for instance, to get some of the earlier posts I did talking about my chronic illness, I would talk about a subject that had happened with me mm. and let the other people who write comments talk about it with each amongst yeah. each other because. I will use myself as a subject. Yeah. Is that... Put yourself out there. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll put myself out there mm. so then people can... Um... Well, it's relatable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But then they can grow from that. So. Have you um, found love since leaving the show? No. No? You're still looking? Or not Taking interested? Taking a break. I'm not, <laughs> not interested. <laughs> I think I just, I, again, I have a different message to convey yeah. and I feel like that other stuff I'm still... Processing? <laughs> no, not not with that particular issue. Not definitely mm. not with mm, God no. But um, so after the show, I was seeing my ex, mm. and uh, uh, yeah, we won't go into that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a break from all that stuff at the moment. But yeah, my last question: Are you happy? I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm very very happy. Yeah, and will you keep writing for Nine Honey for a while? Yeah, I will. Yeah, and my Instagram will keep. Going. I'm going to keep putting myself out there. Yeah, good girl. Well yeah. done. I'm so proud of thank you. Thank you so much. Cuddle. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.